This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. So trying to figure something out with the new phones against those prospective rumours. Looking at the resolution sizes, just trying to sort of figure out how they, they chalk up to the, the existing 10. I haven't actually looked as far as resolution. That's an interesting point. Uh, you yeah. thinking more the rumoured 6.1 inch? Um, yeah, all, all of them, to be honest. So you, there's one, um, the, the one at 5.8 looks like it's clocking in at exactly the same sort of resolution as the existing 10. Yeah. So that's like yeah. for like. And then the 6.5. Okay, yeah, that's, that's it's plus size. That, that makes sense. And yeah, looking at the 6.1, it's a lower resolution. Lower resolution than what? Than the um, 5.8. Oh, okay. Well, it might be running maybe at 2x, because don't forget that the 5.8 runs at true 3x. So it yeah. might be cheaper panel maybe running at 2x, and that could be the possible upsell to go to the the, the iPhone 10, whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, I'm just having a look at this now, and I think if these numbers are correct, you know, obviously this is all still sort of uh, rumour mill. But what are you looking um, at, by the way? Because I haven't seen any. Uh, Mac rumours, I'm looking at a breakdown. Um, uh, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if they kept the 6.1 at, at 2x, though. So it looks like the 6.1 is um, is 2x of the, of the plus-size OLED. It's going to be the phone to watch, I think, that 6.1 inch, because... Yeah, I, I guess we've kind of had those leaks, right? Where uh, we now know basically that what we what was it? They're calling it the XS, the iPhone XS or the XS. Yeah, um, everyone's going to say XS, so aren't they? Uh, that's going to be. I guess annoying. so. Yeah. I, um, I mean, like, I, I was at a um, an event last week, and everybody was sort of still calling it the the iPhone X. Really, and it's funny because when it first came out, I was calling it the X, and I've kind of weaned myself off and sort of gone to to calling it the Ten over the last sort of year. And yeah, it was really quite jarring to sort of hear other people saying X. Um, <laughs> it's funny what you get used to. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess obviously the what, what did you think of the rumors, or rather the rumors, not rumors, leaks <laughs> that, that came out last week? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting to sort of see the potential lineup and. I think there's a few things in there for me in terms of like if just looking at the specs to be honest with you um, the prospective specs I think the 6.1 LCD is like you say it's going to be one to watch um, I kind of see it fitting a very similar spot to the uh, the, the base iPad model um, which is also a slightly uh, a lower grade screen if you compare it to sort of the pros above it Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that sort of delineation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to sort of see that they've all got the same processor. You know, they're, they're kind of uh, cooking on the same sort of speeds in that term, in, in that respect. Uh, less RAM, potentially. Uh, this this potential spec breakdown on Mac Rumors sort of has it at three gigabytes of RAM compared to the four gigabytes on the other phones. Um, I'm not sure you'll even feel, feel that. Uh, depending on what you're doing, really, um, and a, a slightly less flexible, um, a slightly less flexible storage option. So you've got 64, 256, but probably not topping out at 512, um, whereas the other devices potentially are. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking about a phone that is arguably good specs for almost everybody. 
if you're upgrading from from anything like a, a seven or, or an eight, even this is going to be a good bump. Um, and you've got the, the face ID, you've got the front facing uh, sensor array and everything there as well. So, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, um, I'm guessing that means by default, it's also got um, depth input coming in from the front, uh, which mm-hmm. interests me. You know, I've got, got ideas there in terms of uh, potential apps and things to sort of play with that that depth data. Um, and also, I mean, I, this isn't confirmed, but um, it looks like it doesn't have it on the back. Yeah. So that's interesting. That, that's that been a, a thing now for the last couple of years with the... Uh, the plus phones have the dual cameras on the rear. Uh, the next ones down don't. So this is arguably um, a plus form factor in terms of the the um, point sizing. It looks like it's at a plus size, but with 2X uh, compared to the largest um, OLED uh, phone that, that is coming out. Um, but it won't have the better camera on the rear. Um, you won't have the, uh, the the sort of telephoto and everything else that you get with dual cameras on the rear. Mm. So, mm, there's a sort of food for thought there, depending on uh, on what your main requirements are, I guess. What do you think they'll call it? That's a very good question. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to be careful. Because, I mean, obviously we're going to have, from the sounds of these leaks, the replacement for the iPhone 10 is going to be called the 10s and there's going to yep. be a bigger one bigger iPhone 10 that comes with that so presumably the 10s plus maybe um and you know albeit I don't really like the name sort of 10s I think it's probably about time they got away from the numbers um they can maybe get away with it for one more year yeah but I mean think about when we get to iPhone 11 if they were to call the next phone iPhone 11 and then call the next phone iPhone 9 all of a sudden you're in a problem because if you call the next one iPhone 12, the sort of lesser iPhone can't go to 10 because that's already been taken. They can't go to 11 because that's already been taken. Yep. So this kind of situation they're in is going to fall apart quite quickly unless they stick to 10 for years and years and years, almost like they did with OS 10. It does feel like a whole new, a new approach is, is needed. I mean, I'd kind of like it if they just called this new 6.1-inch iPhone, just call it iPhone maybe have what is now the 8 and the 8 plus as the se and you know it's the iphone se 4.7 inch or the iphone se 5.5 inch much like you say a 10.5 inch ipad pro or a 12.9 inch ipad pro that kind of thing yeah um i mean maybe do some different colors with it in the se line to make it the more sort of colorful option um They've already got the tooling to, to do all that stuff, which goes hand in hand with the SE being the most kind of, uh, you know, the model that's for the, the more price sensitive customer. The 6.1 could just be called the iPhone. And then, of course, with the OLED 5.8 and 6.5 inch models, I, I guess iPhone Pro is prob- probably the, the natural place they'd end up looking at the rest of their, their lineup. I mean, that little uh, theory would, would mean dropping the the current 4-inch iPhone SE, but, oh, I mean, I hate having to accommodate that phone. I really do. I wish it would just go away <laughs> so badly. <laughs> and oh, I, I, get, I, I get your feeling there, but a lot of people really do love it. You know, and, It's uh, almost like we need a whole separate size class for that thing, just so yes. there's a whole different rule book that you can throw at it, because making something 
look great on these big phones and then also translating that down to the four inch phone it, it's so hard um, yeah and then turn on accessibility and dynamic text on that that smallest phone and, and have things blow up and it's just <laughs> a gigantic uh vertically scrolling screen really isn't it yeah, I mean, I wonder if we're just in a different place now than we were when the SE first came out. I mean, I I look at everyone I know, family members, friends, whatever. It, I can't see any of them, any of them getting getting a four inch iPhone. Not not today. Maybe a few years ago, maybe. But I I don't know. I think maybe it's been long enough since the sort of iPhone five five S era that maybe we're not sort of clinging on to that size so much now maybe we've turned a corner there somehow i kind of wonder right you could um if you could go edge to edge on that size what would the resolution be you know could you actually get um get a sort of seven iphone um seven eight sort of size um shrunk down into that space you know could could you free up enough space there to do to sort of do something like that so I don't know. I mean, I'm aware that people obviously like different things, and some people like that size just because it's so small. You know, it gives gives a lot of utility back in in those terms as well. And equally, I can I can remember when that was you know the, the biggest phone I'd ever used as well. But I do think there's something to be said for just calling this 6.1 inch the iPhone. I I, I get what you're saying, um, and I I kind of agree, but I don't think that's this year. I sort of think that's probably next year, and they're going to rinse this sort of last uh, last run with the numbers. And I think, uh, yeah, and um, I completely agree. Yeah, I think this is well, what we've seen with these leaks. The fact we're going with like ten S, yeah, we kind of we know that. But I think next year they're going they're going to have to do something because they're kind of running they're backing themselves into a corner in a way. It feels like. Yeah, I, I reckon that phone's probably going to end up being called the Ten C. To be honest, I, I think it, they might actually. Um, revive that sort of uh, demonica again going off the rumors that um that it might actually be coming in different colors um that'll include sort of more more vibrant colors than uh, the other models there's something there's something nice about just having a phone that's still that's just called iphone um kind of like it's i don't know what's the best way to, it's kind of like the coca-cola of the range if you know what i mean I mean, yeah, you've got like Diet Coke, you've got Coke Zero, you've got Vanilla Coke that that surround the sort of classic red Coca-Cola can. Yeah. But yeah, the the classic kind of Coca-Cola will always be the kind of canonical fizzy drink. And, you know, if if you're confused as a customer, you can know that you can just get the iPhone and, and you can't really go far wrong. It's kind of like the default device. If you want a phone made by Apple, iPhone yep. is where you start. You can go go sort of down the range to iPhone SE if you're feeling price sensitive. Yeah, um, and I think the SE is a great name because it's worth noting that SE is used quite a lot in trim levels with cars. Um, so I think that might kind of help it helps like the, the broader population maybe relate to it a little bit more. And I think Pro obviously speaks for itself in that oh, yeah, you're going to get all the bells and whistles, and yes, that will come at a price. Um, I, I just think there's something nice about just having iPhone. Um, but this stuff is, uh, yeah, it's easy for us to sit here and kind of prophesize on a podcast, but it's, um, when, when the iPhone is as successful as it is, you know, being, being the team that has to kind of tweak the naming structure of such a successful product. And that can have a very real consequence on how people perceive it and therefore 
how many people might buy it that's um yeah certainly not not a position i would envy put it that way no no not at all um i mean there's uh, a whole other slant on this as well which is where the last last year's models kind of sit when these come out um so i mean like i think you know where, where does the iphone 10 actually sit when you've got these models on the shelves as well uh, um, does it sort of vie for space or kind of fight with the um, the 6.1 LCD? You know, I mean, that that could actually be some of the reasoning around the logic of having that come in at um, a plus size, but a, a 2x um, on the, the actual uh, resolution. Do you know, so it's, it's kind of in the same sort of price point, but you're going to get the OLED screen with the, the 10, for example. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they just discontinue the 10 as it is today, as in you yep. just can't buy that anymore and it's replaced with the 10s. Um, because if you want OLED and if you want Face ID and if you want the stainless steel, you can't hang around for last year's model to go cheap. It's always going to be a thousand dollars starting price. That's the end of it. If you want cheaper, here's a cheaper phone. And and if they're going to if they're going to lose if they're going to lose the numbers. Uh, if we sort of go over my theory from a few minutes ago, if they're going to lose the numbers and go iPhone SE, iPhone and iPhone Pro, if they lose the numbers, it may be that they discontinue across the whole line every single year. Um, right, because yeah. they've, they've, got, they've got kind of the plethora of devices that kind of start at the price sensitive of the SE all the way through to the people that are willing to throw the kitchen sink at their mobile phone budget. Um, and maybe they could just do that every year. So there's no question of am I buying last year's model because at any point in time, the only phones for sale are the current year's phones, if if you're following. That's a possibility, but I, I think... Um, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sort of looking at this prospective starting prices in, in um, US dollars um, against these these new models on, on the Mac Rumors article. Um, and the 6.1 clocks in at around about 600 to $699. And if you consider that that would then become like an entry level sort of point, um, for a lot of people that still isn't an entry level, you know, in terms of like price points and everything else. So last year's phones kind of help give something back there um, if they can sort of bump them down that bit more. Um, so I don't think they're, they're going to want to kind of lose that because um, it's it's a way of kind of clearing your your older inventory um but also giving something to the customers who um are sort of under that that base level price point do you think they would just do that um but just kind of dress it up as the iphone se i.e take the iphone 8 from last year um rebadge it and rebadge it as the iphone se Maybe i don't think i don't think that's on the card this year but i could imagine that being a bit of a jump sort of next year if they actually do take away the the numbering then, yeah, that, that would make sense. Although, um, for me, I think an SE, by definition, has to be a kind of a special edition. You know, I mean, that that, that was the thing with the, uh, the existing SE, is that they didn't just take, um, they didn't take the 5S when that first came out and rebadge it. They, they, they gave it a whole new processor and everything inside there as well. Wasn't it basically the guts of the iPhone 6S in a 5 case? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and, and didn't it get the... Uh, certainly one of the SE models got the A9 chip at the same time as, as everything else. I was just saying, it's interesting how you just referred to the iPhone SE as the special edition, because I always read SE as kind of standard edition. Right, right, that's interesting. 
and, and again, going back to the car analogy, um, when we were last looking at cars, that you know, it, what you seem to be when you looked at a, a car is like you get the whatever the car make is and whatever the model is, and then there's like a trim level of SE, and the SE was always the cheapest, most rubbish one. <laughs> um, like, you know, it'd be the most plasticky interior with fabric seats and maybe it doesn't have air conditioning or something. Whereas if you then step up to whatever each manufacturer calls their next level up, then you start to see the leathers and climate control and the cruise control, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, right. Yeah. It's your base level sort of thing. Yeah. And it would kind of fit with where the SE is kind of positioned price wise, I guess. Um, oh yeah. Just, absolutely. Just, just an interesting detail. Is, is that how you kind of thought of it all along? Special edition? I thought versus... that was how it was marketed when it first came out. It was sort of this nod to sort of like, you know, this, we've got all these new fans in these new size classes, but this is our, um, this is our kind of like, um, what do you call it, refresh and, and kind of re, uh, reinvigoration of, of a classic model. They, they kind of pitched it as this sort of classic um, uh, take on, on that um, design mm. of the phone. Um, and I'm pretty sure I heard the sort of phrasing special edition kind of mentioned at the time. Um, but not really looking at cars very often. That That's perhaps something that's escaped me. You know, maybe that was a bit of a, a gloss um, when Apple first released the phone, um, on what right. otherwise, like you say, it sort of fits that kind of end. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we see the SE as in, it, you know, in maybe one, two, three years' time, in that it just is the kind of chassis of the iPhone eight that we see today, and it just kind of gets stuffed with maybe like uh, the internals of what the current phones are minus one year. Yeah. So, you know, like this year we're going to get the A twelve. Maybe the SE will, would have been the a11 no i see how you mean i I think and and um it would require a lot on apple's part i think to kind of move to that sort of um model Mm. in terms of um the the effort then required to sort of release not only the new phones but you've kind of got to rebadge and 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 refit um stuff into the older chassis um yeah yeah I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of thinking like if you took the um, the iPhone 8 size and you were to try and put the A11 and everything inside of that there now, it, it, how much extra sort of development work is that on their side in terms of, you know, making sure the thermals are correct and this, that and the other, um, which again, I, I seem to remember on the, the original SE's um, A9 release um, being a bit of a thing as well you know we've got this chip but it's also in this size of phone um, that's that's taken a bit of doing um, yeah but again could just have been drinking in some of the marketing around it at the time <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to ask you was sort of post leaks and everything um, that we saw so we think we saw the iPhone 10s and the 10s plus presumably and a new Apple watch how are you feeling about the event sort of in light of that? Yeah, so to actually see the event live, for me, I've got to get up quite early. I think it works out to, it, it starts at like five in the morning in New Zealand. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of an effort there for me because that's not my normal uh, getting up time and that kind of requires being making a coffee and being functional at about quarter to five. So being out of bed you know, 15, 20 minutes earlier, really. Uh yeah, and now the leaks have happened. I'm kind of looking at that and going, well, maybe I'll just stay in bed. <laughs> um, 
which which is perhaps a bit harsh because I do kind of care about what's what's coming through and I still kind of want to see it and I always like seeing it live even when it's leaked um but last year this kind of happened around the 10 and we had a bit of an event um me and the guys that I work with at, at paper kite we we came into the office quite early and um and yeah sort of saw everything get announced and that was cool uh but equally a load of it had been sort of spoiled already by the leaks that already existed last year and i sort of feel like well the same things happened this year um it's it's annoying to be honest with you i i try and avoid leaks at this point um and then by the time you've sort of seen everybody post the same link with the same pictures you sort of look and go well i may as well check it all out may as well drink it all in see what's here um and then when the actual event comes around, it ends up sort of feeling like, well, I can just watch the highlights, really. Um, which, yeah, diminishes part of it for me, really, after a point. I guess I'm kind of aggravated by it, I suppose. Um, much like yourself, I think, at this point. Like, why why bother? I mean, if this kind of info came, say, in February, it would be like, wow, this is a real scoop. But it's like, what we now... 10 days away from the event yeah it's kind of like why why what what was the point in that really um i mean i guess these sites need clicks and if one site didn't leak it another would i think just in large part i feel sorry for the people at apple um yeah not apple the corporation but the people who you know for the last 12 months two years however long these products have been in the cycle they've probably busted a gut to get them ready you know the long nights the weekends the time away from their families and you know they're so close to keynote day which really should be a day where they can kind of surprise us all a little bit and celebrate for themselves and then it just kind of gets taken away from them at the last minute and i think that's it's pretty harsh really um yeah i guess you could see apple as this kind of large emotionless corporation that's kind of numb to this stuff or you could see it as a collection of you know, passionate, hardworking people that, you know, perhaps deserve the right to keep their work under wraps. Um, I know mistakes happen from Apple's side, which kind of makes it kind of e- easy picking sometimes. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's a shame. It's a real shame, I think. In no small part, I think it does kind of ruin the keynote. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was thinking earlier, in the last sort of 12 months, 18 months, two years, I've become sort of a lot more aware of, you know, privacy and yeah. what that means and kind of your right to it and i think as a community i've sort of seen it sort of bubbling away a lot more um it seems that whenever you know privacy is discussed that we kind of it's seen as the done thing that we all sort of nod along approvingly when it comes up in conversation and you know when a when a company or somebody drops the ball in that regard we point and we stare and we squawk and yeah 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 in the same community we get this kind of behavior and i it just feels like the two the two attitudes are at odds with each other and I can't quite can't quite file it away. Um, I see what you mean. It's kind of like, yeah, privacy within the apps I use, privacy within my phone itself. And then when it comes down to sort of this end of stuff, it's like, yeah, let's see, let's see. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, I, I can sort of see the argument that Apple's privacy is very, very different to individual privacy. Uh, but to the same degree... Yeah, like the the sort of thirst for for leaks and that side of things, I just find it a bit uncomfortable after a point. Um, I mean, I, I like to predict what's coming out. You know, I mean, we talk about this all the time on this show. 
Um, <laughs> but it's much nicer to kind of do that from a point of, well, how would this work? And I'm excited about this technology rather than, you know, let's review all of the, the, the like we've just done now, all, all of the rumor itself that's kind of pre-leaked everything. Um, yeah, there's always a bit of me that feels within doing that well, you know, we kind of had no choice after a point and, and you've kind of lost the ability to sort of think about the, the what ifs. Because, uh, I mean, the big deal for me this this coming week um, when the event happens is I, I now want there to be one more thing. You know, that one more thing that didn't get leaked um, that, that, that comes along and you sort of go, oh, didn't see that coming. That looks special. Let's let's jump on this. And, and that really should have been part of this this lineup. You know, that should have been like, okay, right, the LCD actually is a bit bit different, a bit 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 out there in terms of like it's got all the uh the processor power, but it's got less resolution, you know, is this gonna be the model that a lot of people jump on? Um, I still think that's something to be to be looked at and thought about. Um but yeah, it sort of feels like they're gonna get through the whole event, it's gonna tick off everything on the uh on the leak. And then that's probably going to be it, because that's kind of what happened last year. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess we haven't had the six point one in much detail, have we yet? So there is that, but yeah, I guess I kind of liked it when it was a good old days of rumors, speculation, and opinion, not just "is what it is, see you later" kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or when you would get a glimpse in the rumor, and because um, I remember, like, I think it was the iPhone four. Um, was that when the uh, they had somebody leave? a device in a bar yeah and it's such a big deal and you know went through through the internet and um yeah that i mean you know i mean i remember looking at that one at the time and sort of thinking well actually this might have been a leak on purpose to kind of sort of see what the appetite was and everything else you know because there was still not quite enough of it to really figure out what the device uh, was going to be beyond the sort of sizing and the material hmm. um yeah, because I mean that—that's that, the thing as well. I, I'm pretty sure that some leaks in the past have been done on purpose, just to sort of test what's going on. Um, that doesn't feel the case when you've got these leaks that are essentially just a laundry list of everything, especially so close to the event. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's frustrating because yeah, for me, I, I'm looking and I'm thinking, well, I, I probably will just stay in bed next week and catch the highlights. You know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I guess at the very least, I wish these sites wouldn't put the kind of leaked product images in their social media post because, you know, you don't stand a chance. Like, you can't unsee things. No. And if, you know, just put up a picture of, like, the Apple logo or a picture of, like, Tim Cook or, or whatever you want. Just don't put the, don't put the product image. Like, let me, if I want to see it, I'll click through. Thanks very much. I don't, you know, it, just, it seems a little bit, you know, a bit, a bit odd to do that. But Yeah, but I guess that, that's the clickbait and... Uh... That's that's the way these things sort of work. But like you say, you can't unsee it once it's been there on a, a thumbnail or whatever in a Twitter post. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I really, I, I do remain sort of hopeful there's going to be one more thing and that's going to be interesting. But I suspect it's looking very much like we're going to tick off the, the list on the rumour um, and on the leaks. And... I think if I'm looking for one more thing for me, that would actually be some news on sort of like the potential lower end Mac updates, you know, things like the, uh, the Mac mini and the MacBook air or whatever's going on there. 
Um, I just don't see it right now, actually. I mean, if they do it, then awesome. You know, I'll be all over that. That would be very interesting to me. Um, but it sort of feels like there's this um, kind of acceptance here that, that, that it's going to be all about what's in the leaks and then we're potentially going to have a second event later on in the year that's going to be iPads and, and some nod to what's going on with these Macs. Yeah, I think the clue will be at the start if Tim comes out and starts talking about revenues and some new Apple retail store somewhere, we can safely say that there's going to be two events because um, that always feels like filler to me. Yeah, um, yeah. But if we get a keynote where you know it's kind of like the WWDC keynote when Swift was released, I mean that keynote was like so fast <laughs> they were like bouncing through. If they start like that, you know, if Tim comes out and says, you know, no need to talk about updates, everything's fine. We've got a lot to get through this morning. So here's Craig, and Craig comes out, <laughs> or you know, or Phil Schiller or whoever. Yeah, um, that's when my ears might prick up, and I'll be like, oh, okay, this could be a good keynote despite the leaks we've had. Um, but even if that doesn't happen, I guess we've still got the 6.1 as a bit of a mystery. I guess there's potential for Macs and iPads. Um, I mean, the iPads I start to glaze over a little bit because uh, it's not really not really my thing. But um, are you looking for anything like that um, this, this year? or Not personally to buy, not really. Um, but I am very kind of keen to see a refresh on the Mac Mini because I think prospectively that'll be be something I'll be looking getting over this next year. Um, Mm. But yeah, so, but I'm interested, you know, I mean, like the Mac mini has not been updated for nearly four years now. And if they're going to keep the device or have it around, then it really needs to shake a leg and have something out there. So, but I think more than anything else, any any sort of updates on the mini or the MacBook Air sort of indicates like um, a bit of where Apple's going with the Mac overall as well. No, I'll be paying very close attention to the MacBook Air replacement, not least because if it's different enough, then that could be the signal that, okay, this is where the pros are going to go. And even though I might not buy that sort of uh, MacBook Air replacement, I'll definitely be very, very keen to see what that means for the for the MacBook Pros going forward. But yeah, I, I suppose I'm kind of a little bit like yourself overall. I'm a little bit ambivalent. I'm, I'm excited by the fact we're getting an Apple event. I'm always excited around Apple events. Um, but... I'm not in the market for any of the stuff. No. Um, my my Apple Watch Series 0, albeit it's getting cut off from OS updates this year, but that's that's kind of fine. Um, it's great for what I use it for. My battery is in pretty good shape considering its age. Um, I'm still getting through the day with 50, 40 to 50% battery left. Um, my iPhone 10 is still amazing to me. It still feels like my new iPhone, which um, I don't think I've ever had that a year in with a new phone. Mm. Um, so I'm, yeah, I guess I'm just going to kind of sit back, watch with interest, and uh, yeah, and enjoy the show. Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes, or if you could leave us a recommendation in Overcast by hitting that star button. That will help us reach even more like-minded people. Um, also, we have our Slack channel. We'd love to invite you to join. Our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out. If you'd like to join, uh, just leave us a message on Twitter at WFR Podcast, and we'll get you signed up. So, Dave, before we run off, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DW Roboheads. That's Roboheads spelled with a Z. And you can find my apps at Roboheads.com. Again, that's Roboheads spelled with a Z. How about you, Dave? You can follow me online at davenot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore davenot.com.